Hello, listeners. Jordan here. I just want to let you know that you can listen to Nighttime early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Include it with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You are tuned to the Nighttime Podcast. Focused on the fringe of Canada. Welcome back to an ongoing series exploring the life and crime of Lindsay Suvonaroth, the young woman convicted of conspiracy to commit murder as a result of her role in the foiled Halifax Shopping Center Valentine's Day shooting plot. Although the last entry in the series was produced over a year ago, I stumbled upon something almost accidentally that encouraged me to again revisit this case. In short, I've seen now that Lindsay's story, or Lindsay's place in the world of mass murderers slash mass murderer wannabes, has now come full circle. Let me contextualize it like this. Lindsay Suvonaroth has made no secret about her obsession with the perpetrators of the Columbine High School Massacre. Lindsay, of course, was a member of the Columbiner subculture, which we learned is an online community who looks at the Columbine shooters as some sort of dark heroes. But for Lindsay and her co-conspirator James Gamble, this obsession didn't stay online. In fact, nearly every aspect of their plan seemed to draw inspiration from what happened in Columbine. Most notably, the way Lindsay and James put great value and attention into how they would be remembered by future generations of people obsessed with mass murderers. But fortunately, for anyone who planned on spending Valentine's Day at the Halifax Shopping Center food court, Lindsay and James were much more interested in how they would look, what music they would play, and what photographs they'd take, than how they'd actually get to the mall with loaded firearms. So for someone who's not a member of these circles of mass murderer fandom, you may think Lindsay and James are seen as failures, viewed more so as a pair who showcased a craving for a twisted form of attention than anything else. Well, if you think that would be accurate, this episode may surprise you. Lindsay Suvonaroth, believe it or not, has fans. Hardcore fans. I've personally received countless emails and messages from people hoping I'd be able to share some chapters of the book she sent me, or pass along the Facebook chat logs that I referenced in the past episodes. Some of those messages seemed to be born from curiosity, some were creepy, and a few of them were downright cringy. But none of the authors of those emails or messages seemed to have the passion or dedication to Lindsay Sivanaroth that the young man we're going to meet shortly has. The story behind this episode is quite simple. One day on Twitter, I happened upon an account that used a photo of Lindsay Suvonaroth as the profile picture, and when I clicked on their account, I saw that they almost exclusively post photos and content that seems to celebrate Lindsay. I suppose it was a miniature version of the online shrine she seemed willing to kill for. My first thought was, 
the hell would make this? But that thought was immediately followed up by, I want to talk to whoever the hell would make this. And that's what we're about to do, so let's get to it. Tonight, in this episode of Nighttime, one of the tentacles of this twisted story comes full circle, as we're joined by someone who may very well be Lindsay Suvonaroth's biggest fan. Heiko, I'm so glad you're joining me and being open about this. This is going to be an interesting talk. Before we get into it, though, tell me, uh, just in a basic sense, who are you and and where are you? Okay, so I'm from Germany. It's like four in the morning here. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I had no idea. I would have chose a different time. You should have told me. No, it's okay. Um, And I'm 17 years old. And I don't really know what to say. Just a, a regular 17-year-old from Germany who's up late at night talking to a Canadian podcast. Yes. I think that sums it up. Yeah, I think <laughs> so too. Well, let me jump right into it. Why is it that you spend so much time and effort online discussing Lindsay Suvonaroth, of all people? Uh, what, 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 what led you to this? That's a really great question. Um, you know, I think... Th- Ever since you like messaged me about the podcast, I've been like really thinking about what to answer because I knew this would be like the first question. And honestly, I don't really know. I just have this tendency to like, when I find like this new topic that interests me, I just like get really, really intensely interested in it. And then like I kind of lose my interest in it like after a month, which is why I haven't really been active. Um, But it's just what I think, what I think interests me so much about Lindsay and about finding out all this stuff about her is that she she was so very obviously like radicalized and always talking about like wanting to hurt people or thinking these very like radical beliefs mm-hmm. she's been talking about it for such a long time since she was like what 15 years old on her art and everything and it was shared in like all her social medias and it just kind of went past everyone this entire time until she decided to take that flight to canada and it's just kind of crazy to like see everything, like the build up to everything that happened. Yeah, and your interest in her, like when you when you talk there, it's it, you know an interest in her her story and in in what led her to this crime. Mm-hmm. But I suspect that there's other sides of the, to your interest in her because you like I think in some of your posts I you would have a photo and, and did you not describe her as baby Lindsay in some <laughs> of the photos? Um, I, when I said baby Lindsay, that was just me like referring to her age because they're like really old photos of her. Okay. And it was just kind of being like baby Lindsay because she was like a very young kid and it was like 14 to 15 years old or something like that. Okay. I wasn't <laughs> sure. I, I wasn't sure mean, how to read I that. I didn't mean it in a romantic way. Okay. I didn't, I didn't know how to, how to read that, but would you like, do you see your interest in her as interest in a unique crime story or do you feel like it's a bit of a fandom because because when i look at what you put online it's it seems to me to to lean more in the like the fandom side of things i i definitely make memes about her a lot like a fandom but i feel like there's not many people who like are interested in her crime and like her case as much as i am mm-hmm. so i wouldn't really say that it's a fandom just because there's not many fans simply it's mainly me and like some other mutuals that i have Mm -hmm. 
I meme a lot about her, <laughs> and I, I just say a lot of stupid shit, like, just for fun when talking about her, but I don't, I like to, like, separate how a lot of people think of, like, their true crime faves. They're like, oh, Richard Ramirez is so hot, and I don't know, and I love Ted Bundy, and, like, the Columbine shooters did nothing wrong, and they're very, like, detached from the actual crimes, and even though I meme a lot about Lindsay, I feel like I don't think about her the same way the other people do. Okay. So that's that. But you're not the only one. Like I, I that's like what surprises me is that these kind of fandoms or interested parties exist. And even with someone like Lindsay, who I don't think is that well known, she has people like you as far away as Germany who are collecting her photos and making memes and you know, you have some of her photos with like poetry you laid over them and stuff, it looks like. <laughs> that was also just kind of like a shit post, but <laughs> it's a very yeah. poetic shit post. It, it is. And how did you learn about her? I'm just, I'm wondering, like, in small town Canada, oh. this event happened. How did you, how, do you recall how you found out about her? So it first started with, I already had a true crime, like, an interest in true crime since I was like 14 or something. And I've been in and out of like the communities because it's kind of crazy there. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of my friends basically was like, you should make an account on Twitter, because I didn't even use Twitter before that, because um, there's a lot of true crime people there you can talk to. And at the time, I was posting mainly about like Jody Arias mm-hmm. and stuff. And then one of our mutuals randomly brought up Lindsay, like just happened to be like, it's kind of crazy that no Columbiner here knows her. So I searched her up and I instantly was like, wow, this is like crazy. I want to learn more about her. And that's just kind of, that's kind of it. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, you just said Columbiner. Or, I just want to ask you, like, do you identify as a Columbiner? Oh, no. I had, like, a Columbiner phase when I was, like, 14, but I, I, I'm not, I just don't care about it anymore. Okay. So you learn about Lindsay uh, through this mutual. You decide you want to read about her. Do you recall when, like, is there any certain point it went from, oh, this is an interesting case to, you know, I'm going to set up a Facebook or a Twitter account based on her and I'm going to make memes about her. Like, can you sense how it changed from learned about to really into for you? I think it was, you know, first, you know, first thing that pops up is like a couple of like news articles and whatnot. And then I see like, oh, there's like entire like kiwi farms threads and 4chan and lol cow and, and so like they have like so many pages of people mm-hmm. just talking about it and like links and archives and everything and i was like damn like this is not just like some some random person that like has no like record in like social media or anything like people like dig back to things that she posted when she was like 15 and find mm-hmm. all that really old stuff and i was just like this is like a lot that I'm interested in and I like want to just kind of collect the stuff that I learned about so that I all have it right here because I think it's really interesting and then I just kind of started putting all the information that I found on like my Twitter and that's just kind of how it went it's like it's like you went down you found a rabbit hole you went down it and now you're lost in it yeah <laughs> you, you come out of the rabbit hole with a Twitter account full of pictures of Lindsay Supanaroth and yeah. related memes um is it like can you think of what like you read about crime and mass murder and you know you mentioned Jody Arias and I've seen you post about a lot of different you know like um well-known crime figures what do you think it is about Lindsay that that 
got you interested? Like, is there is there something about her or something you found that I think got you into it? I think what makes me interested is also the same thing that got me really interested in like Jody is, you know, a lot of popular figures in the crime community are like these like guys that like commit this mass murder or like serial killers. And what's specifically crazy about Lindsay is her radicalization and how, you know, she's been like radicalized on the internet into like this Nazi belief since she was like 15 or something. Mm-hmm. And it's just really crazy because I see a lot of like young white men kind of go down this rabbit hole because you see a lot of like even recent like people that sh- like committed like mass shootings like in like in just the 2020 and stuff like that. And before that, um, a lot of them have like histories of also being radicalized on the internet into like very, very far right spaces. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them end up being violent and actually participating in this violence because of how normalized it was on the internet. They actually take it to real life. And mm-hmm. seeing someone like Lindsay, who's a mixed Asian woman, participate in this is really rare. And for her, as someone who often will also be excluded from the spaces that she, like the political spaces that she wants to be part in, for her to try and also bring this violence into the real world from off of the internet is really just like insane to me, Hmm. you know? Oh, absolutely. And what do you make of her Nazi beliefs? Does that sway your fandom or whatever fandom you may have of her? Um, no, because I think everybody who already knows of her knows what she believes in. But all of the mutuals that I had that were also interested in her are like on the opposite end of the political spectrum. Like another mm-hmm. mutual that I had that I told that I was going to be on this podcast. She's like a communist and she's really been into that recently. She doesn't believe in what Lindsay believes in at all and neither do I. It's just kind of, oh. I don't know. Yeah, well, I guess if... um. I don't know a lot about like the online radicalization with the far right, but everything that I learned about it uh, seems to tell me that a vulnerable person looking for a group to fit in with is uh, like, this is kind of like they, those people, th- that sort of people are preyed upon. So I, a part of me thinks that Lindsay was like almost like an innocent victim that got scooped up into this belief system. But on the other hand, in talking to her and reading the things she wrote, it's like she's really intelligent. And this is, yeah, I, I, that's, that's one aspect of her story that I could never really wrap my head around. And I was I, I was curious what uh, what you and, and your mutuals think. And when, when you say your mutuals, like this is just a group of online friends you have that are also into these kind of stories. Yeah, they're just people that like I follow them on Twitter and they follow me back. We don't even really DM. We just kind of. I don't know, share the same interest in crime and just kind of, yeah, interact. Exist in the same space. Um, yeah. And when you say an interest in crime, like uh, as a true crime related podcaster, I have lots of friends that are into this sort of thing, but it just seems like what you put out online is well past any line that we keep where again <laughs> yours seems to be more towards like like a fandom not a celebration but it's getting really close like do you are you into crime or are you into criminals i'm into crime 
I just think okay. making jokes about criminals is funny. I mean, like, I mean, Lindsay's in prison. Like, what is she gonna do? Like, stomp her feet at it? Like, I'm gonna make jokes about her. Period. <laughs> I just think it's funny. Do you have like a favorite piece of writing or photo of something of Lindsay's that that you've come across? I I don't think so. I think everything is, is very um, it has a unique place in my heart in its own way. <laughs> okay. The the reason I ask that is because that's like that's the kind of an answer that a fan like fandom when I talk about uh, the band ACDC, if someone's like, "What's your favorite ACDC song?" I would have to say like all of them they're all perfect um i just i can't imagine uh you view like someone viewing someone in Lindsay's position the way i would view like acdc or led zeppelin or something but Mm -hmm. it's it's not as rare i guess as i would have thought it thought it was like people when i've learned about the columbiners and people who look to the the columbine shooters as like kind of like folk heroes i've then learned that that's not as unusual as i would have expected what about like do people in your personal life outside of your connections on twitter and whatnot do people in your personal life know that you're into this stuff as much as you are well yeah i all of my friends share like this kind of interest in just being a true crime also it's just like my my real life friends so to say mm-hmm. and um I don't know, we just, no, we don't really make, like, a big thing out of it. I know a okay. lot of people will, like, come across, like, these Twitter accounts, and they'll be like, oh, my God, how can these people be so obsessed with these criminals and make all these memes about them? And But I don't really, like, really treat it like a big thing. I just kind of, like, yeah. I just make a little funny post on Twitter, and then I log off. I, I wouldn't consider myself, like, obsessed with it or anything. Okay. Is it, yeah, because a, a lot of people will have come across Twitter accounts or you know whatever social media accounts like the one you have in my my initial thought would have been who the heck are these people (laughs) but i would never have thought it was a 17 year old guy from germany yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but like if i went let's say i show up in your bedroom like is you do you have like pictures of this stuff on your wall or in like you know like books of news clippings I do not actually. The only pictures I have on my wall is a poster of Blackpink and Robert Smith. Okay, Blackpink. What is that? A uh, K-pop band. <laughs> okay, well I know Robert Smith. I don't know K-Pink, but I'm not. I'm much more into the Cure than I am K-pop. I love the Cure. That's good. <laughs> um, now, one thing that you have in common with with Lindsay for sure is an interest in, like, the people behind these events Lindsay famously is a hardcore columbiner was obsessed with eric and dylan the columbine shooters you have a a pretty similar kind of interest in Lindsay, at least it seems to an extent like do you see any connection between the way she would have looked at the columbine shooters with the way you view her or do you see yourself separate from that i can see how it can easily be viewed as that but I think the big difference is that when Lindsay looked at the Columbine shooters, she generally thought these people, like, maybe she thought, maybe she knew they did something wrong, but like she, in her head, like that was fine with her. Like she thought that what they did was like a good thing. And like she genuinely like 
idolize these people and was like i understand them so much and i can i can understand why they did that and i want to do that too but it's like i don't think about that way of Lindsay. i understand that Lindsay is not necessarily a good person and that's it i don't try to excuse her behavior or the things that she said or the crimes that she's attempted to do and i don't ever want to end up like her and that's it mm-hmm. and that's where the difference is do you feel like Lindsay has any kind of future like when she gets out of prison eventually there's going to be people like you who are following her and her interested in what she's doing like are you do you think this is going to be the kind of thing where you're going to follow her her work and read her writing you know even into the future um i think so i mean i i won't i don't want to like obsessively stalk her everywhere like try to like squeeze every single bit of information out of her like if she does get out of jail and get like internet access again and everything and gets to have her accounts and stuff, I don't want to like be on her ass all the time and like freak her out by like, <laughs> I don't know, posting pics of her when she was 15 and being like, tell us about this and that queen. Just like, I mean, I don't know. I can't, I can't really decide what's like, or like imagine what's going to happen to her, what she's going to make out of her life. Mm-hmm. And I feel like my actions will really mm-hmm. depend on whatever she makes out of her life. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's a nice way to put it. Um, before we wrap it up, is there anything else you want to say or share about your thoughts about Lindsay or your interest in this sort of thing or the work that goes into you creating one of those kind of Twitter accounts that make people say, what the hell is up with that? <laughs> um, the true crime community, especially on like Twitter and Tumblr, is insane and crazy and a lot to deal with you're gonna go there and you're gonna find a lot of different like you're not gonna find what you're expecting you're not gonna Mm -hmm. find masterminds that have like secret like uncovered like information about people like you're just gonna find a lot of crazy teams well let me let me ask you that (laughs) because you you run with kind of the the kind of people that when i go on twitter and tumblr i'm like who are these people uh who like the type of people that would connect with you on this kind of content about Lindsay Sivanaroth or Jody Arias or Adam Lanza? Like, who are these people? Is it all, you know, younger people? Or do you even find out what people's ages are when you're talking to them? Um, a lot of them, like, honestly, just openly share it. I don't think I've ever had a mutual on Twitter that was over the age of 21. Like, really? ever. Okay. It's really just a lot of, like, teens. And you'll see a lot of the teens that are, like, posting, like, all the, I relate to this criminals so much and i feel them so much and i feel so much empathy for them and like the ones you see doing all the stuff that people like think are the, the bad side of the true crime community it's just a lot of like teens that are very lonely and very misunderstood and try to find themselves in people who kind of were in the same positions as them and then just went to the extreme hmm. um, people like people just like Lindsay, because it sounds like you're describing her like isolated and alone yeah. and on the internet you know in these dark twisted corners um but i guess it's uh yeah it's it's a complicated situation but heiko i i think um you surprised me you you seem so grounded when i found your profile i i was like what am i getting into <laughs> what do, like if you had to think of what divides you from the people that do the sort of thing or get into the sort of things that you're involved in, like Lindsay, and then take the next step and 
try to commit a crime? Like what would separate you from those sorts of people? You know, a lot of people there, they, they start to think of it as less and less important to see this as a real thing because they get so like desensitized to seeing people making it like a joke. And I feel like, I guess you can assume that I'm kind of guilty of that as well. But also, I don't want to go down the path where I can't separate these real events from fiction anymore. I like, I, I purposefully get myself away from it. Because when I was like 14, I was like 14 years old and like found Columbine on Tumblr. And I had that mindset. It's just like I was very young and I'm glad that I like grew out of it. I think I really just like matured out of it. But at the time, I also saw Columbine more as like this like piece of fiction instead of a real event. And now when I think back to how I used to like fictionalize these two real men, it's it's insane to me how at the time I didn't think of it as like a real event. And I feel like I don't want to be that. I don't want to... I. I don't want to like treat their pain and trauma as something like that didn't really exist, you know? Yeah. Well, that's, I'm going to end with that. That was like a perfect note to end our recording on. Okay. One sec. Um, if she, like she, she hears my podcast cause it's aired on the radio where her prison is. Oh Lord. Uh, <laughs> would you have anything to say to her? If you could send her a message? I thought about that also a lot and I don't know. I just, I hope I'm going to say this like in, in the perspective of Lindsay hearing this, I'm going to speak directly to her. I hope that your worldview doesn't make you a miserable person. And I hope that the way how you look at life and the way how you look at other people doesn't make you feel terrible once you come out of jail and once you have the opportunity to put your life back on your feet. I hope you genuinely take that opportunity and don't let this romantic, like romantic, what is the word? romanticization? of violence and hatred take over you again because obviously it's not worth it it wasn't worth it for james and it's not worth it for you and you know that i want to again end this episode by dedicating this series to the person or persons responsible for submitting the anonymous tip to crime stoppers without your intervention this would have certainly gone down differently. Thanks to you, I'm here talking about a foiled mass shooting plot. And as I've said before many times, I would very much like to speak with you privately and anonymously. You can email me at nighttimepodcast at gmail.com and rest assured any message you send will stay between us. And with that, we'll conclude this episode of Nighttime. But before I do, I want to end with thanks. A big thank you to Heiko, for openly sharing their story and their thoughts with us. Heiko, although you're into some strange stuff, you sound a lot more with it than I imagine I would have as a 17-year-old. Stay safe out there. Also, a big shout-out to Vox Somnia, who contributed the music for this episode. It's an instrumental of their piece, Shadowpasser. And lastly, I give a massive thank you to everyone who listens to Nighttime, as without your interest and your support, this show would be as pointless as it would be impossible. But with that said, keeping the show alive is and has always been an uphill battle. So if you want to help tighten up the bolts on this show, please consider subscribing to the premium feed. Not only does it keep the show alive, it'll give you more of each topic than you'll find here on the free feed as I'm adding exclusive content regularly. 
So for about the price of a cup of coffee, help the show out by subscribing to the premium feed at patreon.com slash nighttime podcast. And with that said, let me thank the newest supporters of the show. Mark, Ika, and Renee, thank you for your generous support. And for anyone else out there who'd like to support the show but can't help financially, you can give me a big hand by simply sharing the episodes on social media and letting your friends know about what we're doing here. If anyone listening has to, if anyone listening wants to contribute a story idea or give a or give feedback on the show, find me at nighttimepodcast.com/contact, and I'm also on social media. I use Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and I'm often live on the Nighttime Podcast YouTube channel. So that's it. Until next time, take care of each other, hug your loved ones tight, and let me know if you see anything weird. The Nighttime Podcast is written, hosted, and produced by Jordan Bonaparte. Copyright Jordan Bonaparte. There are, there are people who may commit a crime to find adoration from people like you, um... Do you, do you think about that side of it or you're just or are you just like fuck it this is funny i think like if somebody is like generally at the point where they will consider acting out real crimes because they see like true crime community members just like talking shit about some of the criminals that they're interested in <laughs> they already needed help to begin with <clears throat> obviously i feel like it's not easy it's not hard for me to acknowledge that no matter how much shit I post about Lindsay or like collect pictures of her or information about her, I obviously know there is no way to excuse what she's done or what she's attempted to do. And I I make that pretty clear in my account, I think. And I try to make that pretty clear already, just like in my bio, I already put in, I don't condone. And I'm literally on the opposite end of the political spectrum as Lindsay. I don't want anybody to think that what that I think that what she's done or what she believes in is good. If they genuinely feel as if getting like a community or like a fandom encourages someone to like hurt other people, they already had a problem to deal with. Because no, like no normal person that doesn't struggle with their life and doesn't already struggle and doesn't already have something wrong with their brain decides to hurt people on like the basis of seeing like a true crime community. That's what I think, at least.